in Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Bunkers Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone. With me as always, your co-host, Andy Hart. Hey, Bunk Funkers. Hey, hey, Art. I'm glad to be here. Hey, Andy. I think I'm glad to be here, too. Yeah. Um, that's good. I'm glad that you're glad. Um, you Get know, glad. There's there's enough happiness here that I could put it in a trash bag. FG, FG, FG. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <laughs> You know they really missed out on a on an opportunity to capitalize with Wimpy from Popeye. Yeah, we could have been like, "I will gladly take your trash today for a cheeseburger tomorrow." <laughs> Wimpy, don't stop eating my trash and expecting me to. You want the cheeseburger? Pay you right Wimpy. now. <laughs> you had another stroke. Motherfuckers! <laughs> unfortunately, I hate to fi- I hate that you had to find out this way. Wimpy's not doing too well. All right, we'll, we'll keep you updated. Popeye lets us know how Wimpy's doing. You know, see, we don't really speak to Bluto either. Let me eat your trash. <laughs> I'll gladly eat your, you can gladly eat my ass today for a hamburger on Tuesday. Wimpy? Well, blow me down. Wimpy, you've got a problem. Wimpy, you've got to stop. <laughs> Begging for people to eat your ass. <laughs> this guy's fucking addicted to hamburgers. They don't even look that good. <laughs> There's like no most, condiments. It's mostly bun. There's no accoutrement on them. It's mostly bun. I mean, it's just a ground meat patty, wimpy. So, so yeah. Anyway, bug fuckers, today we're talking about Rudlow Manor. <laughs> oh, Popeye! <laughs> Olive oil. Olive oil. Oh, oh no, it's my mistress, rice wine vinegar. Oh, it's my my. I have the two of you ever thought about a tree way on my lettuce shaped bed? It's my old boyfriend. Canola oil. And her sister, grapeseed oil. <laughs> All right. This bit, <laughs> this bit sucks. Um, Andy, we're talking about Rudlow Manor today, aren't we? Yeah. We are. UK's Area 51 is supposedly. Yes. The, you know, the U.S. has Area 51 out there in the Nevada desert. Hotbed of hot, 
bed. Conspiracy. Uh, supposedly there's alien UFOs stored there. Recovered extraterrestrial crafts, which have been mm. used to re- be reverse engineered to provide the United States with extraterrestrial technology and travel capabilities. UK apparently has their own. UK said, hey, we want that too. Mm-hmm. We like space. This comes to us from a prolific bunk funker topic suggester of the stars and beyond. Um, you know, I don't know the counts, but this bunk funker is Count Dracula. I don't know him. Likely number one. I think in I think I think if there was some bunk funker we, out there yeah. who has started a bunker wiki where you can tally. Oh, I don't know if any one of you or a yeah. collection of you bunk funkers right. decided you wanted to make a Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time wiki. There's, of course, the Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time fan created subreddit that you can join. We are not attached to that project whatsoever. So you can go there oh. and talk about us and we won't know. And you can say horrible things or nice things or nice. That's up to you. Just do what your heart tells you. Yeah, that's right. Reddit.com forward slash R forward slash Mr. Buckerpod. But if you were to tally, go back, listen to all whatever fucking episodes, 130 episodes that we have or whatever Mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. have. I think if you come to it, I think I think this bunk funker is number one is number one in in terms of episodes, number of topics suggested. Um, And if we're waiting them for quality. This bunk funker surely it has to be number one too, right? Um, this is a, a, a beloved bunk bunker, a proud patron. That's true of this show. Thank you, Erica Elizabeth. Thank you, Erica Elizabeth, for suggesting Rudlow Manor. That's true. Another great topic. Erica, also known as the greatest thing to come out of New Jersey. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a fact. Yeah, a lot of people try to say it's the Jersey Devil or the Sopranos, but it's Erica. And uh, Erica, thank you. This is a fun topic. If you're into UFOs, you're into secret government shit. If you want to talk about data centers and uh, oh, um, oh my god, moving art salivating, art <laughs> salivating. Oh god, you want to start moving some of those on-prem Oracle servers into like you know Azure or AWS? You know we can talk about it. We'll talk about it. Let's talk about microservices, Andy. That's really really. Good. We talking about my penis? Yeah. That thing ain't servicing nothing. <laughs> anyway, we can't wait to service you, Bunk Funkers, by getting you the whole enchilada on Rudlow Manor and all of its alien goodness. Of course, you can check out our show notes where there will be a timestamp. Follow the timestamp time code to when the research begins because first, Andy and I got to update you about our lives and we're a little uh, we're a little on edge. We're a little hyped up. Okay, yeah. Things, um, things this week have not been perfect. Um, of course, Bunk Funkers, Art and I are two daddies. We live here yeah. in the bunker together in a non-sexual relationship uh-huh. where we raise together uh, a teenage undead Sasquatch, yeah. Peon Musk, and right. an adult baby, David Crosby. But today's not about them. Today's not about them. They don't figure prominently in this story at all. In fact, today's you might about as well. What about your mind? Treated. Right. You know, Art and I give a lot of ourselves... <laughs> To a lot of different people. Yeah. And it really freaking steams our buns. Steams our freaking gourds. When people look at everything that we do and right. all of the effort we put in. Right. And they decide to pull down their pants and take 
a huge steaming shit all over it. That's true. And they do it. And they do it. They and do it all the time. Do it. People do it all the time. People people mock us. Mm-hmm. People insult us. Mm-hmm. They insinuate things. And you know what? We're fed up. We were hanging out with a couple of friends. Obviously, so, we have a menagerie of friends. We we have... Uh, when you talked about how we we're friends with the Geico Gecko. The Geico Gecko. Um... Iceman Chuck Liddell. <laughs> Iceman Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture. Yeah. Uh, we're friends with Chuck Yeager, mm-hmm. that badass skeleton snowman. We're, we have a lot of different friends. Look, doing a podcast comes with certain right. responsibilities and certain benefits. That's 100%. And one of those benefits is that you, everybody who has a podcast mm-hmm. is a celebrity yeah. and has instant access to all other celebrities on the earth, uh, assuming that you can work out your schedules. You're hanging out with another new friend we've made. Yeah. You might have heard of him. He was in a little documentary yeah. called Star Wars. Star Wars. He was, you know, made Had some featured prominently in several of those, uh, several you know, of those documentary, several films. of the episodes of the Star Wars documentary series. Um, his name is Jabba the Hutt. He is a hut. He's a hut race of hut creatures. From now Hutta. Um, but of <laughs> course, originally, now he lives on a planet called Tatooine. Um, oh my God. Desert planet with two suns. In what people Much are like calling Nero. a hive of scum and villainy, which I think is so, such a, it's a such whole a targeted, a targeted oh, fucking attack oh, on Moist Eisley's. A whole planet is a hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. Give me a break. This is ridiculous. I mean, Moist Eisley is a booming, bustling little town. Uh, it's a very diverse town, a lot of different creatures. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's where he was, right? Yeah, most easily the okay. space, you know, the spaceport with its cantina. Uh, and the music in the cantina. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I love. I love the jizz band. Every night. That's Every, all they play. Just 24/7. over and over and over. And it's you great. never get sick of it. Never get tired of it. Blue milk. I think that was served there. Yeah, you can always get all the blue milk you want. Oh my God. And then uh you can take a picture with Greedo's dead body. Yeah, they uh they taxidermied Greedo's body. They did. And you can sit at the booth with him. Yeah. Cause some asshole named Han Solo apparently shot him first. Yeah. Which is so fucking rude. Yeah. He's just trying to have a fucking face-to-face conversation with the guy. Shoots him point blank. I think it's in the, the, the documentary. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yeah. I don't like the way that my friend Jabba was portrayed. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, look, I'm all for supporting up-and-coming filmmakers like this guy, George Lucas, but, you know, this little shrimp, he's got he's to gotta think about the impact that right. his work has on other people. And the point of a documentary is not to... Is to tell a story, yeah, but it's also to do it in a truthful way. Um, and I think that George Lucas inserted himself a little too much <laughs> into the documentary. Um, it's very clear that he has an anti hut bias, yeah, and I think that he should answer for that. That you know, he he skewed the documentary to mm-hmm. make you know all of these shots in Jabba's palace. Jabba lives in a palace, he lives in a fucking palace, he rules like a king. Yeah. On Tatooine. And he treats his friends very well. I mean, you know, yes. When you go over there, yes, we had to wear metal bikinis. That's just part of the hut custom. It's not like it's uncomfortable. It's it's actually very comfortable and very supportive. It's very freeing. 
uh, it's hot on Tatooine. It's very hot. It's on nice Tatooine. to get a breeze blowing through your bikini. Um, and yeah, sure. Were we chained up briefly? Yes. <laughs> it's part of the it's part of the Jabba experience. Right. And a lot of people think he was choked. Keith Moon used to chain people up, and nobody goes, "Oh, Keith Moon, what a horrible person." <laughs> um, and, you know, and yes, I, I know. And, and here's the thing: is it, it, people think that Jabba died in that documentary because he was he was choked but what they don't show you what what George Lucas left on the cutting room floor is that no he was just that was just you know he was just passed out yeah he passed out and he came to later he'd been smoking too much hookah out of that little hookah pipe with that little fucking uh that rat guy that little rat stringy boy who's running around like, and then uh and then uh he's got his you know right hand man the dude with the fucking big horn that wraps around his Body, yeah, blue guy, yeah, with the spiky teeth, yeah. He goes Boba. I think he's Twilek too. He might be Twilek. A lot of Twilek. There's a lot of Twilek dancers. You know, mm -hmm. they got great moves. Um, you know, they were blasting some fucking ska music. We were all skanking, having a great fucking time. It was so fucking cool. Mighty many Bustons. You ever heard of them? That's Jimmy, the impression that I get. Jimmy Eat World. That's a little bit of American emo, but okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. They were changing it up. It was on a playlist. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you've got, uh, you got real big fish. They were playing. Yeah. You got the Aquabats. Oh, sure. Yeah. You got, um, uh, um, you got, uh, Streetlight Manifesto was playing. Uh huh. No doubt. No doubt was playing. Um, it was a fucking great time. We were skanking up a storm with our two tone ties and our checkered, checkered buckle belts and our fedoras. Right. And our, um, Bowling and our metal shirts. bikinis. And our metal bikinis. And we were having a great time. Even the Rancor was getting into it. Yeah. He, that guy never comes out of his cave. Yeah, that guy is... Uh, look, I mean, he's kind of a party pooper, to be honest. I mean, sort of standoffish. A little yeah. bit of a loner. Yeah. Um, but, you know, loves ska music. A real ska head. Oh. <laughs> real skank is the Rancor. I mean, they ought to call him the Skankor because he <laughs> loves ska. So he gets out there, he's partying, you know, he's, he's dancing around. We're having a great fucking time. Crushing skulls and bones <laughs> down in his lair. And I mean, skulls and bones everywhere. J Jabba knows how to throw a good party. Oh my God. Does he ever? And then these, but then the thing is these religious zealot assholes have to show up with their fucking lasers, their little laser pointers. Right. And they have to like show up. And then they, this, these this, friggin' space Mormons. <laughs> these, Fucking dickheads, uh, these dickhead, uh, you know, the guy Boba Fett. He's a real. He's like a local bully. Yeah, uh, he used to show up and like you know. You know, here's the thing about Boba Fett. Shoot. Yeah, let's you, let's you know, fucking drop some truth on Boba Fett. To, look, Boba Fett used to work for Jabba. That's okay? the thing. They were friends. Like people, people sort of have let him off the hook a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, essentially, what he did is he went back to the the place of business of a former employer and he started trouble. He should be arrested. I mean, hey, here's what I say, buddy. Good luck trying to get work in the future. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I'm going to leave a little Yelp review, and uh, <laughs> you're not going to be getting any more any more work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to drop yeah. a little one star, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah, paparazzo. Maybe I'll drop more than one star. Maybe I will. You know, I want to make a bad review. Maybe I'll give you two stars, huh? Would you like that? Boba Fett, maybe I'll give you five stars, huh? That'll show you, you fucker. 
And the paparazzo were following us around because, you know, we're big time podcasters and taking photos of us, hanging out with Hut. And so people are getting pissed off. They were hanging out with Jabba the Hut and having a cool little fucking badass party. Yeah. And, you know, obviously this is right after we took we took major heat. Uh, We were seen hanging out with, you know, we were we were taking our good friend, Darth Vader, um, you know, to to the store and his uh, his Imperial Walker. Yeah, he was. He was using his Imperial Walker because he's old. He's old. He's very old. He can't walk on his own anymore. He needs assistance to walk. He's missing fucking limbs for Christ's sake. Uh, excuse me. Hello. Is this reality? Because that dude fell in fucking lava. Okay. I'd like to see how good you look when you fall in lava. Look this good. You will not when you fucking fall in lava, dude. Guy discovers his own fucking son. I mean... Yeah, living on Tatooine. Oh my God, this dude fucking hates sand. You know how much he hates sand. Imagine what that must do to your psyche when you find out, oh fuck, the only way I can see my son is to go back to that planet where I used to live that's covered in sand, which I hate. The amount of trauma that this guy has had to deal with, and he's so strong, and he's He's such a strong strong. will, and he's a real force. He's he's just, he's such a a positive force. I mean, you you come and talk to this guy, and I swear to you, you hear his story, he starts talking to you. You're about to get choked up. The force, the force of, his of his story will, will choke you. I mean, you will be choked by the force. And and the of people have the experience. nerve. This these guys like George Lucas and these paparazzo. They have the nerve nerve to say that this guy is a bad guy. Yeah, they've you know, okay. Uh, I mean, some some uh, second rate uh, orchestra guy, John Williams. <laughs> Uh, okay, good that you got a, a shot to do music for this documentary. Like, stop editorializing. Like, can you just set the mood instead of, like, making it seem like he's evil? Why don't we? Why are we ever talking about any of Princess Leia's policies that she fucking enacted on Alderaan? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why they blew up the fucking planet. Um, let me see. She how, was so bad at running it. How good were things on Alderaan that Princess Leia let them fucking blow it up when she was inside the vehicle that destroyed the planet. Where was your defense network, princess? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why. Maybe it was a security test. Yeah. You ever, you ever think about thanking somebody yeah. for showing you that your planet lacked security by blowing it up and, and murdering? And this and and the so-called rebel alliance, like, okay, oh. uh, do you know Mon Mothma, how many fucking people died on the Death Star? Ewoks are cannibals. Twice. Ewoks are cannibals. I've seen an Ewok eat a human. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's not cannibalism, but whatever. They eat flesh. And that's wrong. They're also fucking perverts. Yeah, they don't wear clothes. They watched me shower. <laughs> I was fucking taking a forest shower, hanging out, hanging out with Darth and some of the guys. I was taking a little forest shower and I look over and I'm washing my bod and my little bod. And then I'm looking over and I'm like, what the fuck are those bushes doing peeking at my ass? And you can tell. It was the fucking Ewoks. You can tell they're over there polishing their spears. You know what I mean? Polishing their spears. I mean, so many of those stormtrooper guys, they're such good guys. And, you know, and they have families. They're trying to make a living. They're just trying to make a living. And obviously, I mean, you know, I'm not. Listen, I'm not trying to knock anybody. Are they given like, is they are they a force that is trained? I mean, these guys couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Right. I mean, are they They lack training fear? They're just, they need, you know, it's not their fault. They're just trying to get by. Yeah. So leave them alone. Yeah. 
Look, political issues are always complicated. Well, and I hate that we have to get political on this show, but yeah. it's just the truth. It's just the truth. And it's so unfortunate that, you know, we have, look, this is a different galaxy than ours, okay? We don't live in this galaxy. We don't have we don't have a vote. We don't have yeah. a say so in right. how things are run in this galaxy. Right. Um It's far far away. It's far far away. And th- these events happened a long time ago. Um and you know, I think it's just it's just people need to like update their mindset. Yeah. Just because we're seen hanging out with Darth Vader and Jabba the Hutt. Mm-hmm. Um and we've been seen showering by Wookiees and Ewoks. It doesn't mean that we're bad people. Ugh. Fucking Wookiees. Yeah. Somebody needs a, a haircut. You ever heard of a groomer? Jeez. Good Lord. Good Lord. They're such br- the brutes. They ruin things. They ruin perfect. Darth Vader in the documentary makes him a perfectly great meal. Invites them over to his fucking castle for dinners and stuff. And these fucking assholes, they destroyed the dinner. They don't even, they didn't even compliment on the tomato bisque. Yeah. Darth Vader's in the back of the kitchen making tomato bisque. Ron Solo and... Uh, the Wookiees and Lando Calrissian, that fucking ugh, that that womanizer, that 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 Casanova, that charlatan. I mean, you know him, and you know, and 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 Han, and these guys, and they're so ungrateful. I know Darth Vader was so nice to invite everybody to his castle, <laughs> and he said, "All you have to do is spend the night in my castle, and this will all be yours." And they just threw it back in his face. It had to cause a scene. Well, guess what, Han? That's why he got frozen in 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 carbonites. Yeah. So, mm, kind of got what you deserved, you know. Um, it's a carbonated, carbonated beverage. Yeah. It's Lacroix. Yeah. So we're gonna start calling you Doctor Solo because of your twenty three unique flavors and the fact that you're carbonated. Okay. But anyway, yeah, so the paparazzi were reporting on that. I'm getting pretty friggin' peeved. It's 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 an invasion of our privacy, frankly. What we do on our spare time is no business of anybody in the media. And we're so, I mean, we're just so riled up about it that, you know, you know, we got home and we immediately, we just, we decided, you know, we have to do a podcast and just, uh, we just, you know, we got home and we saw there was this like, guy hanging on the living room. I, I don't even know who the fuck he was. Um, he, he was like, I was just so worked up about how everybody's been reporting about us. I didn't even care that there was some guy in the living room hanging out with Pian Musk and Doll Baby David Crosby. He was like, he know, looked, he he looked like, like saying something like, where the fuck were you guys? What the fuck is all this shit about you guys hanging out with Star Wars and Jabba the Hutt? I was just like, shut up, shut up. This guy looked like young Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. But like in really bad health. <laughs> But super buff. Yeah. Like if Alec, Alec Guinness was on TRT. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. You agree with that. Yeah. And uh, he was saying stuff like, hey, it's me, Mr. Bunker. I've been here for a little bit. I've been here for a couple of weeks. Where have you guys been? You know, what's going on? And what we're like, f- shut up, young Padawan. Let the masters relax. God, who the fuck are you? Are you are you a friend of adult baby David Crosby's? Weird buff old man. Who knows? Could have been one of 
George Lucas's posse. Who knows? Mm, God, he probably is sending people over here to get the scoop on us. Everybody wants to know what we're doing. But nobody ever asks, how are you doing? Exactly. Well, anyway, Bunkfunkers, that was that was this. That was that was what's been happening. Yeah. Bunch of bullshit. That's what's been going on. It's fucking bullshit is right. So sorry that we're a little peeved. And hey, you know what? I just want to put it on the record. We're going to put it on the record right now. I don't care who needs to hear this, who wants to hear this. Doesn't matter to me. I'm going to say it. Adult baby David Crosby has a birthday coming up. We are having a birthday party. Emperor Palpatine is invited. Okay, I don't fucking care. Put that in TMZ. Sucker dicks, TMZ. TMRZs. Z, TM, more like TM, Z, 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 because you're putting me to sleep. More like TM as in touch my Z, Z's nuts. Emperor Palpatine is coming to that birthday party. Emperor Palpatine is Del Baby David Crosby's godfather. Right. Uh, he's asked to be invited. And he's bringing, he's bringing. Is that Del Baby David Crosby's christening? He's bringing his own son. Emperor Palpatine. Palpatine. Because he's a teenager. Oh. Yeah, him and Peon, you know, they're they're kids. Sometimes <laughs> I mean, they pick on each other a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't it's think. It's funny. It's cute. I, uh, They'll I, grow out of it. You know, I don't think, you know, Peon, I don't know. Hanging out with the Palpatines is like, it can be a shocking experience. <laughs> well, you know. They'll get you charged up. They have a lot of money. Right. And they have a lot of power. Right. And so they're yeah. very kind to us. It's it's good for Peon to have some connected friends in the event that and I are murdered and we can no longer raise our family. Because that's the only scenario I foresee. Right. Otherwise, things are great. Yeah. But we do get a lot of death threats and a lot of them are not by people that we don't know. Most of them are by people in the community. Uh, and most of them are in person. So it seems likely that we could get murdered. But, um, yeah, I mean, bunkfuckers, just give them another chance. Rewatch the documentary from that lens and just think. Mm -hmm. Rewatch the Star Wars documentary series um, from a different angle. You know, we expect our audience to be free thinkers and we don't expect them to get hoodwinked by people like George Lucas and right. John Williams who mm -hmm. are obviously constructing a narrative right. that they like mm -hmm. rather than trying to get to the truth. 100%. 100%. So um anyway, bunkfuckers, that's that's that and um mm -hmm. but uh, you know, we're going to bring in the whole enchilada as we do. Look, nothing can keep us from the whole enchilada. That's right. We will deliver it. Deliver it. Whichever show we do, mm -hmm. there isn't a podcast too high, mm -hmm. a silence too deep that will keep us from delivering the whole enchilada. Um, that's 100% true, Andy. And today we've got a great topic. 
This is uh, the UK's Area 51. This is Rudlow Manor. Crikey. Shagadelic, baby. Yeah! Do I make you randy? Hey, Bunk Funkers! You remember that Fireman Sam movie from 2016? Alien Alert? If not, you probably assume the movie is about immigration policy and Fireman Sam's deeply xenophobic views on the topic, but instead, the movie is actually about Pony Pandy being visited by the host of the TV show Alien Quest, the venerable Buck Douglas, voiced by David Tennant. Well, Buck's visit stirs up interest in extraterrestrial life, and the whole town of Pontypandy is on the hunt for creatures, not of this earth. Here's a taste with my rendition of Elvis Cridlington's song, Lights in the Sky. <coughs> my, oh my, there's lights in the sky. I've seen a UFO, so let's go, go, go. Do the moon rock and the alien roll. Find some little green men. That is our goal. Uh, wow, Andy, what an appro, <laughs> what an appropriate reference, <laughs> that, uh, and 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 such a good piece of cinema. I mean, on my patented art movie review scale, I gave Alien Alert one unopened cellophane wrapped box of Sour Patch Kids a three quarters uh, full large sprite and two. Count them two medium half full popcorns. One of my highest ratings ever. It's a very complicated scale. Well, you know, I'm a complicated movie reviewer. <laughs> Bunkfuckers, the Fireman Sam series is set in the fictional village of Pontypandy, which is in uh, Wales, uh, which is in the UK. Today's topic is Rudlow Manor, which is also in the UK and is allegedly a hub the British government's clandestine work with extraterrestrial visitors. ETs in the UK? Uh, okay? Now, bunkfuckers, you're probably thinking, this episode is going to be all about initialisms. But that's where you're wrong. Wrong again, bunkfunkers. We're keeping you guessing. Oh, I, well, kind of. Actually, probably 45% of this episode is initialisms. Now that I think it's not half. Not half. Not, not quite half. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that's not just initialisms, okay? Stick with us. Today, we're talking about an old manor house in England that's been accused of being the UK's version of Area 51, where British scientists have experimented with extraterrestrials. And we're not just talking like, you know, a scientist and an ET. We're both getting out of the shower at the same time. And then they suddenly realize they've never seen each other naked before. And something they don't quite understand stirs deep inside both of them. They both know exactly what they're about to do, and they both know that it's wrong. But in that moment, nothing else matters except two beings exploring, finding love, and making love in the most unlikely of places. Essentially groping each other's All butts. right. That's enough, Andy. You started out okay, and you took it too far, as usual. Not everything 
has to turn into hardcore erotica. Okay? Don't. More fun if it does. <laughs> Ahem. Anyway, bungfunkers. Rudlow Manor is allegedly the site of a covert extraterrestrial research program carried out by the UK Ministry of Defense, or MOD. The facility may also house the remains of extraterrestrial bodies and crashed extraterrestrial crafts. Just what is Rudlow Manor exactly, you ask? So, this is a wee bit confusing, but let us explain. Rudlow Manor is an actual manor house near the hamlet of Rudlow, which is is near the town of Corsham, which is in the county of Wiltshire, which is in the southwest of England, which is part of the United Kingdom, which is located on Earth. The manor house itself dates to the late 1600s and was likely built for a T. Goddard in 1685. While there have been updates made to the home in the 19th and 20th centuries, it still looks like an old stone house. Now, while this old-ass house is pretty fucking run down and creepy, it's not our main focus. The house is called Rudlow Manor, but we're not only talking about that Rudlow Manor. We're also talking about the decommissioned Royal Air Force, or RAF, base that was also called Rudlow Manor. The RAF base took its name from the creepy-ass house, which was seemingly used for officers' accommodations at uh, various points. It's, uh, it's important to note that while the base itself was decommissioned, the MOD still has operations in some of the base's footprint. RAF Rudlow Manor was actually a collection of three separate sites in the area spread across 270 acres. The base sat above uh, old stone quarries, which were excavated in the mid-1800s. There are three big quarries, box quarry, tunnel quarry, and spring quarry. A nearly two-mile-long railway tunnel also goes right through the middle of the site, the Isambard Kingdom Brunel's Box Tunnel. All told, there are about 60 miles of tunnels underneath the RAF Rudlow Manor site. Originally, the base was called RAF Box and was built in 1939, housing the number 10 RAF group during the Battle of Britain. As we'll talk about, tunnels underneath RAF Box were used to store ammunition. Other important buildings were constructed on the site and built partially underground for protection. In 1941, Britain's Ministry of Aircraft Production took control of Spring Quarry and started to turn it into the world's largest underground factory. It was called the Beaverbrook Underground Aircraft Factory and sheltered the employees of the Bristol Aerospace Company, the uh, BSA Barrel Mill Company, and the Parnell Turret Company. So they could keep, you know, safely building aircraft parts to keep Britain geared into World War II. Um, Following the war, the Royal Navy took over the factory and continued to use some of the tunnels as storage all the way until the 1990s. During the Cold War, the UK government beefed up a section of Spring Quarry, which would come to be known as Burlington Bunker, which is also the name of Mr. Bunker's maple syrup harvesting cousin from Vermont, who also happens to love discount designer clothing. Anyway, Burlington Bunker was designed to be a secure location for the Prime Minister, the Cabinet, government agencies, intelligence and security advisors, as well as support staff in the event of nuclear war. So this is just basically a safe place to run the UK government if merry old England got nuked. The site also had amenities like medical facilities and a bakery to allow the government to reside there for an extended period of time. Burlington also had a library with important books and documents which could be used to rebuild the country's culture after it was all wiped out by nuclear warheads. 
Burlington was kept in a ready state until the 1980s when it was decommissioned. Sadly, England never got to experience a nuclear holocaust, and so the bunker was never used. What a shame. Wow. It's too bad that England wasn't nuked into oblivion so that they could have used that bunker. You hate to see an unused bunker. I know. It's sad. The site, though, despite it never being used and being decommissioned, the site kept a kept a secret until being was kept a secret until being confirmed by the MOD following the release of declassified documents in 2004. Interesting to note, Burlington Bunker had a bunch of different names before finally settling on Burlington Bunker. It was called Stockwell, Subterfuge, Turnstile, Site Three, and then there were the succinct Emergency Government War Headquarters or E. E-G-W-H-Q. And last but not least, Hawthorne Central Government War Headquarters. I mean, what were they thinking with those last two, huh? Pretty crappy names, if you ask me, Art. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, good point. They kind of sound like the names for uh, various techno bands from the, <laughs> or like, I don't know. Something like dubstep. Anyway, uh, more recently, Spring Quarry is home to ARC Data Center's Spring Park site. ARC purchased 1 million square... (laughs) I accidentally did Dr. Evil with my pointer finger (laughs) instead of my pinky turned out, but that's okay. Uh, Square feet, 1 million square feet of tunnel space from the MOD. Ostensibly, ARC uses the underground space to store servers, which is, you know, a good idea because it saves on energy for cooling. It also is a good way to keep the server safe. It's also a good idea because then all the people who work on the data, they don't have to go outside, which, you know, speaking from experience, is their preferred way of life. Any DBAs out there, you motherfuckers know, you don't ever want to go outside. You want to be kept in your little cave in the back where nobody bothers you. And then the CEO comes and tells you that he needs that data or something or why the queries are running so long. And you need to say, well, I need more money. Because I got to update SQL Server and it costs a bajillion dollars. And you go, anyway. It's also (laughs) worthwhile to mention that ARC provides data center services to the MOD. Mm. Now, north of Spring Quarry is the Tunnel Quarry area. This part of the base was used as a subsite of the Central Ammunition Depot during World War II. The depot had an underground railroad station with tracks that connected to the London to Bristol rail line. After the war, Tunnel quarry went largely unused. However, the MOD keeps tight security because some parts are still considered top secret. One of these areas is the Corsham Computer Center, or Triple C, uh, which is on the eastern end of Tunnel Quarry. The CCC was constructed during the 1980s in part of the uh, in, in part of the old ammo depot and was sealed from the rest of the area. The CCC is so secret. That when it was being constructed, the rumor was that the crews were upgrading Burlington. I mean, we don't know who started this rumor, but maybe it was the MOD in an attempt to keep the Triple C activities under wraps. It's not known precisely what the CCC does, but the MOD has said the facility, quote, processes data in support of the Royal Navy, end quote. It's further been said, this time the UK parliamentary documents that the CCC supports software for the UK's Trident nuclear weapons program the entrance to the ccc is behind two perimeter fences surrounded by overgrown plants and trees there's one gate which is monitored by security cameras behind the gate is an artificial hill with a concrete entrance in the side of it 
If you make it into the entrance, you're greeted with a plain-looking reception area with staff behind a glass pane and security doors leading to an elevator for personnel. People claim that if you go down the elevator, you end up in a blank white hallway with only a water cooler in it. Beyond that hallway, there's a control room with a wall of screens. Yeah, I'm going to give a wall of screams. <laughs> uh, further to the west of the CCC is the GOSCC, or the Global Operations Security Control Center. This is the communications hub for all UK military, which has an above-ground building, but also utilizes the tunnel quarry underground for server rooms. GOSCC is also home to the Cyber Policy Unit, the Cyber Warriors in Britain's army. And let's be honest, the Cyber Policy Unit probably goes by the initialism CPU. I mean, it's a safe bet. Ah, that's a clear one. Uh, likely also in the purview of GOSCC is the PNCC, or the Primary Network Control Center, which started out as a military communication center in 1943, the Southwest Control. It changed its name to PNCC and continues to be a military communication site. Now, just to the north of the Tunnel Quarry area is Brown's Quarry. It's a small site compared to the rest of the RAF Rudlow Manor area and was originally built out by the UK government at the same time as the ammo depot. Instead of storing ammunition, though, the site was used as a command center for number 10 RAF group. After the war, Brown's Quarry was used for radar training until the mid-1950s. The underground site is now likely a part of the Command Defense Communications Network, or CDCN, which has um, a building that sits on the surface above the ground, Brown's Quarry underground. The CDCN building is the control center for Britain's Skynet satellite system. Bunkfunkers, clearly there is legitimately a lot going on at the old RAF Rudlow Manor base, but... Plenty of people think there's even more going on at Rudlow Manor than meets the eye. <clears throat> in fact, some people believe that Rudlow Manor is the British equivalent of the USA's Area 51, a place designated to store crashed extraterrestrial vehicles and bodies recovered by the UK government and to carry out testing on them. After we in the USA have stolen so much entertainment from Britain, <clears throat> it's good to see us finally giving back something entertaining. Rudlow Manor UFO rumors really started to get attention in the 1950s when American journalist and entertainer Dorothy Kilgallen reported about a UFO crash in the UK in the 1940s, an event that has since been dubbed Britain's Roswell. <gasps> Possibly one day another topic for us. Yeah, maybe so. Kilgallen heard about the crash from an anonymous source within the British government, allegedly at a cocktail party. According to Kilgallen, quote, the British scientists and airmen, after examining the wreckage of a mysterious flying ship, are convinced that these strange aerial objects are not optical illusions or Soviet inventions, but actually are flying saucers which originate on another planet. End quote. Kilgallen wrote that the UK government had obtained a crashed UFO, which, based on the size of the craft and its interior layout, seemed to be piloted by very small humanoid entities. The story was picked up by multiple newspapers, increasing its exposure. Now, Dorothy Kilgallen is an interesting character for sure. She started out as a reporter for the New York Evening Journal, eventually writing a column called The Voice of Broadway, which was eventually syndicated in more than 100 newspapers. Wow. She also had a popular New York City radio show with her husband, Richard Colmar, 
with uh, called Breakfast with Dorothy and Dick, which I think I've seen that porno. <laughs> yeah, there were some big sausages on that breakfast table. Ew. Uh, I'm talking a full English, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Uh, 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 a fat breakfast sausage with a side of roast beef. <laughs> Which ran from 1945 to 1963. Oh, and Kilgarren was also a regular panelist on the game show, What's My Line? Very fun game show. You can check it out. Episodes are on YouTube. There you go. It's fun. So look, Dorothy was kind of a celebrity and had connections. Capiche? Oh, yeah. Capiche? I got it. Bunk Funkers, sadly, Dorothy Kilgallen died in 1965 at only 52 years old, allegedly from an alcohol and drug overdose. Not everybody is buying that explanation, though. Before her untimely death, Dorothy wrote a number of articles casting doubt on the conclusions of the Warren Commission's investigation into USA President John F. Kennedy's assassination. Check out our episode on JFK's murder if you'd like the whole enchilada on that topic. Uh, And if you'd like to cast doubt on our conclusions about the Warren Commission's conclusions. Um, It's been speculated that Dorothy might have gotten too close to the truth and was whacked off by the mob or the CIA for unturning a few too many stones. We've also covered Marilyn Monroe's death, so you can check out that episode for that whole enchilada. In brief, there are people who believe (laughs) Marilyn was murdered. Yeah, that's very brief. (laughs) That's about as brief as we could get. (laughs) All right. This is where this is all going to start to tie in together. UFOlogist Dr. Stephen Greer put forward the hypothesis that Marilyn Monroe was murdered because she was potentially going to go public with top secret UFO information. It's pretty widely believed that Marilyn Monroe was shagging President Kennedy and bunkbunkers. Not sure if you've ever thought about this, but Marilyn was very much likely mostly on top at the time when they were having sex. JFK had a bad back, okay? So he was probably just lying there. She was doing it cowgirl style mm-hmm. or sitting in a chair cowgirl style. Right. Maybe even reverse cowgirl style. Right. We don't know. JFK's, we can imagine. Yeah. But we don't know. JFK's personal motto, and you can see this on his bust at the White House, is save a horse, ride a cowboy. And I'm the cowboy. That's his personal motto. Well, Dr. Greer believes that Marilyn was also banging JFK's brother, Robert F. Kennedy. Yet another subject of one of our other episodes. So get your fucking homework done and go check that one out, too. So far, so far, this the tie-in episodes are only going to take you like 18 hours. Yeah, that's true. Especially those JFK ones. Anyway, Greer claims to have obtained a transcript of a phone call between Dorothy Kilgallen and a friend in which Dorothy brings up wiretapped phone calls between Marilyn and RFK. Allegedly, Dorothy Kilgallen and Marilyn Monroe were friends. They probably liked to party because they both liked pills, baby. Ooh, ooh, yummy. It's also been pointed out that they both died under similar uh, circumstances. Greer says that after JFK and RFK ended their respective relationships with Marilyn, she threatened to reveal a bunch of UFO secrets, like how JFK took her to a secret airbase, quote, with the purpose of inspecting things from outer space, end quote. Um... Now, it is possible that JFK was being cheeky here and was actually referring to his astronomically large dong. (laughs) I, uh, I see you have noticed my astronomically large dong. 
Ask not what you can do for your country, but what your country can do for my astronomically large dong. We don't know for sure. <laughs> but anyway, the point is that Greer believes Marilyn was killed to continue to keep the truth about extraterrestrial contact a secret. It's also been suggested by some that JFK might have been killed because he was going to release information on ET contact and that Dorothy Kilgallen was murdered because of her reporting on UFOs. Basically, if you get too close to the ET truth, you're going to get murdered. Watch out. All right. So that was a lot of information. But like we said, Dorothy Kilgallen, quite an interesting figure. Anyway, getting back to Rudlow Manor, Dorothy reported on an alleged crashed extraterrestrial craft in the UK. It's been suspected since that the recovered crashed craft and the beings inside were stashed somewhere safe, like the underground complex at RAF Rudlow Manor. And frankly, bunkfunkers, uh, this suspicion is not without merit. For you see, in 2007, the MOD released all of their UFO-related files to the UK National Archive. This cache of information contained more than 60,000 documents, but it wasn't actually all the records. Researchers found that there were 18 files missing. And these were files with, which each contained many documents and included things like photographic and video evidence. These were important files. Hubba, hubba. Hubba, hubba, yeah. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> oh, yeah. Winston Churchill. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, these were, these were all of Winston Churchill's nude photos. Tony Blair. Oh, yeah. Naughty, naughty. Anyway. You've been a naughty boy, Tony Blair. Oh, yeah. Oh, I heard you you go for labor. Well, I've got a job you can do. <laughs> I'll pay a fair rate, though, and there's fringe benefits. <laughs> Anywho. Anyway. Um, the missing 18 files were eventually located by the MOD after an information request was filed. Um, the MOD sent the 18 files to the National Archive and then immediately recalled the files. Oh. Whatever was in these files, the MOD was determined to keep it secret. Some folks believe the files themselves ended up at Rudlow Manor, which makes sense when you consider that the documents that actually were turned over to the National Archive revealed that RAF Rudlow Manor was legitimately, up until 1992, home to the Flying Complaints Flight, or FCF, the department of the RAF that investigated reports of UFOs made to RAF bases by civilians all over the UK. Now, if you ask me, they missed a real opportunity to name this department Monty Python's Flying Complaints Flight, but uh, as usual, the British government neglected to consult me before choosing a name for one of its organizations. God, Andy, are you still mad they didn't use your, your suggestion to rename Parliament to... Tea time, shouty house. Look, I'm not mad, but, you know, it's just frustrating. That's such a better name. And I even gave them options. If they didn't like tea time, shouty house, they could have renamed it Parliament Government Adelic. I mean, come on. These are solid gold names. I'd say those names are trash, but, you know, sometimes even nice things end up in the trash. Trash man. And there's nothing nice about those names. Oh, Parliament, government, Adelic. You're going to have to step it up for uh, for the old UK. Fuck. Fuck. God damn it. It's 
spent two months working on Parliament Government Adelic. And tea time shouty house came to me in the shower. Yeah. Better, better keep showering, please. For all of our sakes. Anywho, aside from being home to the FCF, Rudlow Manor was also the headquarters of the Provost and Security Services, an agency that handled security vetting for multiple agencies, including the UK's domestic security agency, MI5, as well as its international security agency, MI6, James Bond. 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 Gold Bond. Gold Bond. Foot cream. <laughs> License to kill. Fungus. <laughs> Do they make foot cream? I don't know, whatever. Let us sure. know, Buckfighters, do they make foot cream? Uh, all of this led theirs to suspect that Rudolph Manor's top secret underground was the fortified home to files on actual ETs and ET crafts. For what it's worth, the FCF um, was allegedly not stationed underground, but in an office building on the Manor House grounds. And there was a number of similar buildings. There is also ample above-ground office space today all over the former RAF Rudlow Manor site. While FCF was still based at Rudlow, folks said that UFO investigators, Britain's version of the men in black, could be seen coming and going from the manor house. These blokes in black uh, had plenty to look at, too, even in their own backyard. Rudlow Manor is in Wiltshire County, uh, which is home to a large number of UFO sightings. It's also known it's also known for its crop circles, its ancient monuments like the stone circles at Avonbury, Barrows, and uh oh, let me know if you've heard this one, Stonehenge. Uh Is that that band? No. Andy, it's a bunch of fucking pillars. Oh, the megalithic structure. Right. Oh, that's Stonehenge. That's right. Oh, yeah, Wiltshire I know Wiltshire County one. is home to friggin' Stonehenge. The stoniest and hengiest of all. You're going to want to hinge your bets and yeah. get your stone from right. Wiltshire County. It's also been said that Wiltshire County is a hub for ley lines. Yet another topic we have covered. So again, more homework. Some people believe that Wiltshire sits at the most powerful intersection of ley lines in all of Europe. According to author and researcher Andrew Collins, Wiltshire is what's known as a window area, which means that encounters with ETs are especially prevalent. And what's interesting is that former British Foreign Services officer and UFO researcher Gordon Creighton said he found information that supported Dorothy Kilgallen's story about the crashed UFO. According to Creighton, the crashed craft was discovered during World War II, but was basically just stashed in a hangar while the war was ongoing and then was pulled out for examination when peace returned about the time Dorothy heard about it. As we mentioned, some folks believe the wreckage from Britain's Roswell was secreted away underground at RAF Rudlow Manor. People also believe that Rudlow Manor is home to the wreckage from yet another downed ET craft, in this case, the infamous Welsh Roswell incident. Okay, all right. Come on now. Two spaceship crashes, and they named them both after Roswell? And not even in a clever way. I could do way better than this. Eh, I think that's debatable. Fuck. Well, you know what's not debatable? Is that on January 23rd, 1974, the Berwyn Mountains in northern Wales had something going on. 
Nearby people reportedly saw a bright light streak across the sky and crash into the mountainside, where it could be seen glowing while on the ground. People also reported feeling their houses and the ground shake at the time of the crash. The MOD official report on the incident, which was released in the National Archives dump, <laughs> what I usually release in my National Archives dump is my breakfast and dinner from the night before. All right, you fucking lost your talking privileges for a little while here, Andy. The bunk bunkers are phoning in on the bunker phone. They're lighting up the records. They're saying, get this guy off the mic. Talking about his dumps. Only two dumps they want to talk about. Those two on your rear end. Your little dump truck. <laughs> Gross. So, bunk bunkers, according to the MOD, the so-called Welsh Roswell, I have a lot to say about that was officially nothing more than an earthquake happening at the exact time as a meteor crashed to the Earth. And even though that seems like a pretty airtight explanation, not everybody's buying it. The History Channel documentary series, Ancient Aliens, you know, that little documentary series. Little known one, investigated the Berwyn Mountains incident during an episode on Rudlow Manor. Of course, as usual, Respected investigative journalists were called on to do the investigation. In this case, Giorgio Sukalos and Nick Pope. Well-known investigative journalists. Big time. So ancient aliens sent Giorgio. Hello, my name is Giovanni Giorgio, but you can call me Giorgio. Have you seen those memes? Anyway. Sent Giorgio and Nick to drive around the UK countryside hunting for ETs. And the episode does not disappoint. I want to watch that buddy cop movie every day of my life. Yeah. Let's just watch those two driving around. Yeah. Figuring life out. Anyway, long story short, they go to Wales, meet with a witness to the Welsh Roswell incident. Hugh Lloyd. Is that how you say that? Mm -hmm. Hugh Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, who was only 14 at the time that he saw the Welsh Roswell incident. Hugh had been at home while his parents were gone running errands. According to Hugh, the crash was so tremendous, his family's house shook and the tremors could be felt in the next village over. About 30 minutes after the crash, Hugh said a police inspector showed up at his door and informed Hugh the commotion was due to an airplane crash. Hugh said that another neighbor, uh, that the other neighbor in his village reported soldiers knocking on their doors, asking to use the phone because their radios suddenly were dead. They got Hugh's house. The police inspector revealed he was stationed in Barnmouth, uh, which would have been about two hours away if traveling by car. How'd this inspector get on the scene so friggin' fast? Uh, I don't know, Art. But the inspector did ask to commandeer Hugh's parents' Land Rover so he could drive up to the crash site. So, it's also a question of how did he get there at all? And also wait for the Lloyds to flex on their Land Rover. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. So basically, this police officer shows up, finds a 14-year-old boy at home without his parents. A Range Rover. Oh yeah. Fuck. Fuck. We fucked this up. Sorry. I guess we'll write a fucking official apology to Hugh Lloyd and the Hugh Lloyd family. I gotta fucking apologize. Every episode. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, well, so anyway. This police officer basically showed up, found a 14-year-old boy at home without his parents, tells the kid there was a plane crash, and then is just like, you want to see it? Let me borrow your parents' car, and you and I, you and me, we can drive up there. Anyway, you, you took Giorgio and Nick up the mountainside to where the inspector had taken him all those years before. 
Because, of course, Hugh got in the car with a stranger yep. and let the stranger drive him up the mountainside. Uh, Hugh stopped the car where the inspector stopped, which was a very specific place, despite the fact that the inspector claimed to not be familiar with the area. According to Hugh, after the car stopped, he and the inspector got out. Nearby, they saw an extremely bright light shining for about 15 seconds. The inspector started to drive Hugh over to the source of the light, but then he got an order to stand down. Of course, theorists believe that an extraterrestrial craft crashed that night and that the wreckage and any recovered bodies were taken to Rudlow Manor. Rudlow Manor even has a Rendlesham Forest connection, if we can count, you know, speculation as a connection, which sure, we're gonna. We're gonna. For starters, check out our episode on Rendlesham Forest. More homework. You got homework. It's connected. Everybody study for the test. If you like to get the whole enchilada on that thing, our good friends, uh, John and Brent from Hysteria 51, are even guests on that episode. It's a great one. And it helps reduce the burden of having to listen to me and Andy for the full time. You get to really hear other voices that sound better than us. Yeah. Anywho, some theorists believe that the Rendlesham Forest incident was the result of extraterrestrials searching for one of their own crafts that crashed. Did these ETs incorrectly assume or assume that RAF Woodridge was the most likely storage location for the wreckage, even though the wreckage was actually stored underground at Rudlow Manor? We may never know. Rudlow Manor is keeping its secrets buttoned up. Even though many parts of the old base have been decommissioned, there's still a strong security presence in the area due to the continued sensitive activities going on both above and underground. Rudlow Manor, with its miles of underground tunnels and its old stone manor house and its secretive nature, has become a favorite spot for urban explorers. Despite the fact that plenty of people have breached the perimeter and wandered through the underground tunnels and the manor house and whatnot, Nobody has ever found actual hard evidence of recovered ET vehicles or bodies anywhere around the Rudlow Manor site. We'll leave you with this thrilling tale, bunkfunkers. In the Ancient Aliens episode, Giorgio Tsoukalos and Nick Pope decide to become the urban explorers and get the dirt on Rudlow Manor for themselves. They drove their car outside the gate at the manor house. They got out of the car, stood by the gate, and they chatted with each other. Then they drove over to the CCC. At the CCC, Nick stayed in the car because he didn't think it would be appropriate to approach the entrance without proper authorization, since he's a former MOD employee. Ooh-wee! Slow down! My heart can't take this excitement! Yowza! Following protocol? I am worked up! Even though you don't work there anymore? Woo! You're speaking my language! Yow! Left with no other choice, Giorgio Sukalos, all by himself, trekked the few feet to the CCC. (laughs) Giorgio walked up to the gate of the CCC. He speculated out loud some about what's inside. And then the police showed up and they shut down the production. Wow. There's a lesson to be learned there, bunk funkers. Take chances. Do it. Don't stay in the car like Nick Pope. Fucking baby. Get out there and do some sleuthing. Who knows what truth you'll uncover. Maybe you'll jump a fence at a restricted government facility. And alarms will start blaring. Aircraft will take to the skies. Dogs will be barking. You'll duck inside a fortified tunnel and start walking. You walk for what seems like an eternity. And then you come to a sealed door. There's a keypad. Instinctively, you punch in the code. 6969. Nice. Success. The door opens. And you step inside. 
To your horror and wonder, you see a surgical table. And on top of the table, splayed open to expose all of its organs, is the whole enchilada. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come through. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe. Hey, welcome back, Bunk Funkers. That was our research of uh, the Rutlow Manor. Uh, with me uh, still is uh, co-host Andy Hart. I am, of course, co-host Hart uh, here. Hello, Bunk Funkers. I am Duke Andy of House... House Mayonnaise. House, House Mayonnaise. I am the Duke of Mayonnaise. Um, and I am Colonel Mustard. Soon our third co-host should be here, um, General Ketchup, Heinz Ketchup, Heinz, um, Heinz 57 sauce, secret 57 sauce, where's the lamb sauce, where's the lamb sauce, the lamb's Heinz 57 sauce, that's what I would do if I showed up to Rudlow Manor, I'd be like, where's the fucking lamb sauce, where is it? Um, um, I don't want to dunk on our friends from the UK, but. <laughs> okay. Watch out. Why Brits. are we calling everything blank Roswell? Blank Roswell. Guys. Yeah, you guys can have your own. You just call just name it your own stuff. You don't have to say blank Roswell. Yeah, you can just refer to it as the Berwyn Mountains incident. That's fine. You don't have to call it. The Welsh. I mean, I guess Roswell. I get it. Roswell is kind of one of the first major talked about, publicized UFO crap. It's just, it's just such a monument. Yeah. But guys, come on, UK, you can do better than that. Rendlesham Forest should stand. I mean, it doesn't really hold a candle, but it should stand on its own. You need to call it the UK's Roswell or whatever they call it. Yeah. On its own. It's its own thing. I'm just saying. No, I agree. I don't mean any disrespect by it. No. I mean, be a little creative. Why not? Why not refer, you know? You guys invented the Beatles. I mean, what the heck, guys? You know? So, anyway, that was that. Um, You bring up a good point. You know, one of the things I thought was fucking hilarious about the ancient aliens episode i don't want to get on a soapbox about it but uh 
or maybe one of the it was maybe one of the other things that we watched, but I think it was the ancient aliens thing. It was like, and people wonder why this data processing center is guarded so heavily. And I was kind of like, hmm, hmm, I wonder, I wonder why data would be guarded so heavily. Jeez. Yeah. Why? Why would people guard your data, especially the government's data or the military's data? Jeez. Why would they be guarded so heavily? I, I don't know. Maybe it's just that, you know, there's some like really sensitive fucking information in there or, you know, data breaches fucking can cost you billions and billions of fucking dollars. It can ruin lives, steal identities, all sorts of shit. Maybe not the fact that like everything is data nowadays. Data is everything. You could bankrupt an entire company by stealing its fucking data. Yeah, why would they protect it though? That's so weird, right? Fuck. Oh, boy. You're not going to get me with that fucking argument. Struck a nerve. I mean, if you are in the security team at an IT shop, you fucking know what I'm saying. Where are my security managers at? Where are my sysadmins at? DBAs, I want to hear from you. You're my favorite. Sorry, network engineers. Go fucking lay some cable. Suck my dick. This database administrators, all this shit. You can lay this cable, network yeah. engineers. Yeah. Help desk? Keep trying to get out of help desk. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, and plus, not to mention. It just, it just was like, oh, Jesus. This place is being constantly, uh, you know, bombarded by people trying to explore around and figure out what's going on. It's like. You know, imagine if you imagine if you had like all of your passwords for stuff or like all of your banking websites or whatever yeah. written down on a piece of paper and like you kept that in a drawer. But you're like the drawer was someplace where people just kept coming into. And like trying to steal, you know, like look inside the drawer and see what's in there. Andy, I don't know if the scenario needed a metaphor or an explanation. Yeah, I did. It did. It definitely did. <laughs> and it needed a really <laughs> strong one, like the one I grafted. I get it. I get what's going on. There's a no, no, no. I don't think you understand. It's too complicated. Art, you got to spoil this down for you. To uh, you, write a password for your email on a piece of paper, and you put it in a drawer, and your drawer is accessible to people from the public, or it's not supposed Why? to be. It's not supposed to be, but people keep trying to come in and look in the drawer because they think there's something cool in there. Well, it, eventually, if people just <laughs> are allowed to come in and look, they're going to inadvertently notice your password and then they could get your emails. Oh, my God. So that's a lot like Rudlow Manor. That's yeah. like the CCC. <laughs> yeah. That's why they got to keep it under lock and key. For sure, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. It's I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this kind of holds a candle. Do you think this holds a candle to some of the other secret bases that we've covered? Right, Pat? Uh, we've never done Area 51, but we've done... Redlow Manor's not as cool as Area 51. Yeah, sorry. There's just... I'm the pro sorry. The problem is, is that, you know, it's been decommissioned, mm -hmm. and some of the parts are, like, kind of in disrepair. The manor's cool. The manor's cool. I mean, it's on the. It was on the market at least at some point. You oh, could yeah. buy it and fix oh, it up. Yeah. I mean, it would take a lot of work, but I sure it's would. It's beautiful. It's like fifty seven hundred square feet or something. Yeah, it's huge. And but my thing is, 
there's videos on YouTube of people going through Burlington Bunker. There's videos of people going through the manor house. There's mm. videos of people going through the outbuildings at the manor house. There's people, videos of people in the underground tunnels, the parts that aren't in use anymore, active mm -hmm. use. Nobody's found any evidence of anything. I mean, I'm not saying that they would have like left an alien body behind when they decommissioned the base, but <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh yeah, well, we went down to Redland Manor and uh, he was a little gray fella sitting at a table having a cuppa. Little gray fella just having a cuppa. Having a cuppa and a biscuit. And a biscuit. A, a little, 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 little strangest little gray fella. Little short fella, little short big fella. head, huge eyes, huge eyes, huge eyes. Um, gray skin, totally nude, totally nude. He's absolutely nude, totally nude. He's stark naked. Uh, no, no genitals to speak of. Um, smooth, smooth undercarriage, like he's not anatomically correct. Um, just no genitals at all. Yes, I do. Take it down in the pub. Care for a pint? I said, all right. Sounds good, isn't it? I said, hey, where are you from? He says, hey, I'm from, uh, from, uh, I'm from space. I says, oh, cold out there, isn't it? He says, yeah. Cold. He's a nice little guy. Come on. Hey, Bunkfuckers, how do you like our uh, various uh, UK accents? <laughs> God, we're the worst. We fucking suck. Yeah. Oh, uh, the UK. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's just... It's very clear that, like, yes, there is a... a there are military and uh, whatever, you know, MOD servers being stored in this site because it's underground. It's it That's probably... All there is down there, just fucking boring ass servers. These are probably mostly uh, Linux based servers, I would imagine. Um, <laughs> these are probably mostly, they're definitely on prem servers, obviously. Uh, I would be very curious to know what kind of database management kind of system they're running on there. You know, I, I don't, I mean, maybe it's Oracle, maybe it's not. It's probably a, it's probably a, a Linux-based uh, thing that is uh, a, uh, maybe pr proprietary to the military. I don't know. I've, I've never worked uh, in military IT. So, you know. I think, um, you know, I think, I think Rudlow Manor. I bet you're fucking sweet ass, though. It's Linux. I bet you're dumb. Oh, hold on, hold on. We're not ready to get to verdicts yet. I bet it's your dumb, stanky ass. It's fucking Linux, though. Does that, everything runs on Linux, my friend. Is everything? Is that mean that you're really confident, or you aren't that confident? I am like, is my ass a valuable thing to you? My stanky ass? No. <laughs> but I would bet it on the market. Well, yeah. Um, no, no, I would, I would, I'd be like ninety percent sure. God, everyone's probably asleep. Yeah, I'm, I'm asleep now. I think this is a dream. Uh, one star. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, I fucking love this podcast more than anything on the planet. But Art needs to shut the fuck up about database systems, and Andy needs to stop talking about his ass. <laughs> if you don't like database systems in my ass, you don't like this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> this one's not for you. This whole show is not for you. All right. What were you gonna say? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I think. What 
trying to say. I said a bunch of stuff about how it's like very clear that this is just oh, yeah. military. I was going to say that I think Rudlow Manor can be kind of encapsulated by a moment that was in one of the urban exploring videos I watched where people are inside of the manor house. Yeah. And they're up on one of the upper levels, maybe the top level. Uh, and there's a, a set of like, there's like a back to back fireplace set up. So, you know, in one room, there's a fireplace in the room right next to it. There's a fireplace. Mm -hmm. They're sharing a wall. So they're sharing a chimney. I mean, it's a very efficient construction to do it that way. So there's this part of the wall that's, you know, between where you pass between the rooms and where the fireplace is. So there's this part of a wall that, you know, they're speculating, well, there's no, the chimney for these fireplaces isn't there. Hmm. And he's like, this just looks like extra wood with seemingly no reason for it to be there. Maybe this is a secret door. And so he starts pushing on the, and it goes, da -na -na -na. no, nothing happens. Oh, he's like, oh, well, guess it could be there could be a chimney in there from the lower levels or just the original stonework it's like yeah i suppose that could be true but well, you know that's the thing of where it's like it would be very easy to like investigate that yeah and to like prove whether or not there's something there right but it's just like well maybe it is anyway let's go on to a different room anyway let's move on yeah could be crazy or it could be something really mundane but i'm gonna move on that's the thing. I mean, it's just, it's almost like it's very clear what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we could ask the question, should, should the government be able to make an area like this so secure? Such a wide swath of the countryside. Should they be able to put up fences and keep people out? Should they be able to, like, should people own property at all? Should, uh... Should the military be able to do stuff like this? Should they be able to tell us where we can and can't go? I mean, it's our money. We're paying taxes. Should I need they... it now. Yeah. Call J.G. Wentworth. J.G. Wentworth, 877-CASH-NOW. <laughs> I'm Peter Francis Geraci. Hell yeah. I want you to declare bankruptcy. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, but... At the end of the day, like, it just seems like, oh, this is just routine military stuff. Like, yeah. It's very rarely does the military go, sure, come in. Let's take a tour. You want to see our top secret where we handle all this confidential top secret government data? Sure, you can look at the servers. Oh, my God, come right in. We got ice. What y'all want? You want iced tea, a little sweet tea? You want sweet or regular? Get your cameras ready because you're going to want to see this. This is pretty wild. We have... A mile-long tunnel here full of servers. Now, let me tell you what's on each one of these servers. Let's go through it one by one. All right, we've got one of our top data processors right here. His name's Art. He's going to talk y'all through it. Uh, hey, what's up? It's me, Art. Uh, I've got a, uh, got a podcast that I do with my friend Andy. But now I sometimes see really work here at Riddle Manor and the data processing thing. Anyway, in this first server... Um, we this have, is all, these are actually, this is actually where we store, uh, we have like a raid, we have a raid 10 set up. So this is actually a, uh, read replica of, uh, some transactional logs. It looks like, um, this is 1992, 
but in this next server, this is really interesting. We have differential logs and differential backups from 1992 to 1993. Uh, this is actually the 1992 to 1993 aisle. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Come on in. Y'all want to see what's on here? We got this fucking alien body splayed open. Y'all can touch it. Go ahead and touch it. You want to touch and or um, fuck this alien body? Excuse me. Oh, um, are you actually with the Ministry of Defense? Oh, no. I am strictly forbidden from being in this facility. I, I just wandered in here a couple of years ago. I just stay here and made it my own. Oh, no. I my, They revoked my passport. I cannot go home. Back to home my home. Where the heart is. Back to my home country. Yes. Thailand. <laughs> yes, it's me. <laughs> anyway yeah i can't go back to thailand so <laughs> i'm stuck here underground stuck at here. raf rudlow manor working in rudlow manor so we got aliens over there you guys want to see um we've got the alien spacecraft right here y'all can take it for a little spin if you want it's sort of a flying disc oh bless your heart Bless your heart. <laughs> you don't know how to fly a flying saucer, do you? <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> it's too bad. That is such a shame, sweetie. You know, I would really love to let you go up in the flying saucer, but I cannot have you crash it because remember, my passport got revoked. My Thai, my Thai passport. Um, I am no longer a Thai citizen. Um, my citizenship got revoked, and. <laughs> I, Instead of you haven't been back to Thailand in so long, you would get to take away your Thai citizenship. I also am not allowed in the UK. I was banned, perma banned, from uh, being in the UK. Uh, they do not know I'm here. So right. if you crash this alien craft and you fuck this up for me, I don't know where I'm going to go. They will probably have to exile me to an island. Like Gibraltar. Or, you know, wherever. Hawaii. Yuck. Yuck. Don't want to end up there. I never want to see a pineapple in person. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck. Not my favorite. Maybe if they sent me to like Aslan, that'd be fine. It's got all the volcanoes, just like Hawaii. But none of the pineapples. Yuck. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. What's your what favorite Rudlow Manor story? I like all the Dorothy Kilgallen stuff, only because I love uh, What's My Line. It's such a charming little game show. I don't think I've ever seen What's My Line. Well, you can look it up on YouTube. I guess. Tons of I episodes. Should. I'll go look up Dorothy Kilgallen. I think she's a regular panelist. Yeah. She's she great was, on the show. She was a regular. I think uh, Richard filled in for her sometimes when she couldn't be on the show. Mm-hmm. It feels like old Hollywood. Like everybody is secretly doing fucking... Uh, Benzos and Quaid's, Quaaludes and shit. Dorothy was. On the side, you know, and like having raunchy sex and like, you know, doing fucked up stuff. But then on the front, it was all like clean cut, you know? Yeah, they're dressed in like evening gowns and gloves up to the elbow. And everybody's drinking champagne and Groucho Marx is there. He's smoking a cigar. 
I would love uh, if What's My Line like kind of came back. I think it's a very fun game show. Hey, there's one thing that the UK loves. You guys love your game shows. <laughs> Let us tell you what you love, UK. You love game shows. I do. Would I lie to you? That's a great one. What's that one? The Chase with the Beast? Beat the Beast? That guy? Taskmaster. <laughs> Welcome to Taskmaster. Is that a game show? Yeah. Taskmaster is very funny. And so is uh, What I Lie to You. Both very funny Shows. I didn't David, realize you were such a game show head. David Mitchell. I like game shows. I'm obviously a bunk funkers. Those of you who Here we go. are patrons, I'm a big fan of Survivor. Uh, listen up, Sky. Here it comes. Survivor chat. Sorry. Maybe you should just fucking try watching it. You join in on the discussion. I'm not going to watch it. It's good. I'm not going to watch anything. It's fucking interesting. It's fun. There's only one thing I have time to watch. That's my PBS cooking shows. Oh. You're the most boring man in existence. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you watch fucking PBS cooking and then you go to sleep at 8 p.m. At 8 p.m. And I get up at 2 a.m. For no good reason. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, I like Dorothy Kilgallen stuff and I like, you know, all the... Fun what do you think about the whole... Um, she got murdered because of UFOs. I mean, maybe we should do a whole Dorothy Kilgallen episode. I don't maybe know. we should. I mean, we could. I don't maybe, know if I want to give a verdict right now, but yeah, we could do maybe a Dorothy. This this has episode potential. I mean, yeah. we've never done Area Fifty One on its own. Area Fifty One. We never done Roswell by itself. We kind of covered it with right Pat. Mm-hmm. We never done Dorothy Kilgallen. We never done uh, Berwyn Mountains UFO. Um. We never done. Uh, we got a lot of stuff we could do. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot we could do, and uh, you're right, Andy. All and- right, we covered Marilyn Monroe. What do you What do you want to say about Marilyn Monroe? You think she was going to release government secrets? I forget what I said. I don't remember either. <laughs> I said probably not. I forget what I said. I think I said the one where it was like she died, and then people discovered it, and they were like trying to cover it up because they didn't know what to do. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. And that, um, that was one thing I read is that said that, you know, Marilyn and Dorothy died under similar circumstances, but that it doesn't seem that unreasonable that they would have died the same because they were both pill heads. I mean, it's a little harsh, but that's, yeah. that was the thing I read. They referred to them as pill heads. It was my own writing, admittedly. <laughs> Yeah, these fucking, uh, these fucking, these these broads with their uh, oblong shaped heads, couple of pill heads. <laughs> yeah, couple of pill heads. I'm so sick of these people uh, squashing skulls of their babies to get pill head adults. Um, they got capsule heads. I don't know. That's that's all I really have to say about Rudlaw. I mean, it's just. Uh, it's just—it's kind of like you said. It's, it's just a lot of speculation. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I don't know why Area Fifty One feels so much more secret. I think honestly, it's like we don't know anything about Area Fifty One. We have some aerial photos, and then you're fucking—they will literally shoot you on sight if you fucking go in there and you trespass there. They will fucking shoot you. I think the big difference with Area Fifty One and Rudlow Manor is that like Rudlow Manor has, has changed a lot. Yes, in. 
the last like 30 years. Right. It's been decommissioned. Area, Area 51, not changed at all. Like if anything, it's continued. And plus it's like, it's differences in the, the geography. Mm-hmm. Like MOD Corsham is not exactly like it's rural, but it's not like, it's not rural like Area 51. No, and, and then, the, and then, and there's, there's all these strange sites over there with like the chalk horse and these mounds that Avery think. Stonehenge Avery Stonehenge. they have they have like multiple stone circles um which is a f- you know phenomenon i think we probably mentioned in ley lines or something also though uk not as big yeah as america yeah fucking nevada is <laughs> nevada might be bigger than the than all of england i mean sure it is actually it's just a, it's a big ass fucking desert so yeah. the, the military can be like yeah i'm going to take all of this and everyone's like yeah sure it's fine yeah, and yeah, we're gonna do like weird experimental shit out of there. And, and I don't know. I think you're right, though. The landscape adds a little bit to the mystery because it's like it's it's they don't want you to be around it. They put it somewhere far away that isn't near anything, mm-hmm. and so they they want to be alone and conduct shit in peace. Yeah. And whereas this one just sort of feels like, oh, this seems like a convenient spot to put our data center and. They had bases, you know, it's, they had this, the MOD had this property, right? That they, they had all these tunnels that they built out for the war effort. I mean, you might as well use them. And the UK has that to add to their, like almost this historical context, which is like, yeah, they did. They had a, there was a full scale war effort going on. There was fucking bombings and yeah, we didn't have to things destroyed. And and yeah, I mean, it's like, so. They had all these things that because of the historical context exist. And then they're like, well, we're going to make use of this now that the war is over. I'm just going to fucking. Not like us where we could just be like, yeah, we're going to decommission it and just fucking peace out. Yeah. <laughs> See you, Montauk. Fucking later, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can have those fucking satellites. Who gives a shit? I, you know, if you look at the photos, I mean, I think that a lot of the stuff at at Rudlow Manor kind of does resemble like Montauk. Sure. But I mean. It's a lot less. I think I think the MOD did a better job of like cleaning it out, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like Montauk is just kind of like uh, they took any sensitive stuff and everything else. They were just like, eh, fuck it. I mean, which is so American, right? Like, 100%. that's the most American. 100%. Uh, UK's thing. like, well, we're going to reuse this. Yeah. UK's like, oh, we we'll clean clean this up because maybe we could, you yeah. know, sell this later. Sure. Or, you know, perhaps we'll um, utilize this we'll space. We'll make it a science museum for children. And we're like, yeah, fuck. Let's just leave this big old radar dish. Whatever. Fuck. Who cares? It'll rot into the earth eventually. Yeah, I don't know. They'll make a Netflix series about it or some shit. I don't give a fuck. Who gives a fuck? Bye bye. We got space for days. This is a long island, okay? I do wonder, though, if that's like part. It's just like because the UK is kind of small and the space is limited. Not kind of small. I mean, it's smaller than relative to us. Right. Like. The U.S. is so fucking big, and there's so much unused bullshit land that's just sitting around. I mean, we talked about it with Phoenix Lights. Yeah. That one, like, just, you know, southwest of Phoenix. There's a, they have, like, hundreds of acres that they just conduct bombing runs on for practice. Because we have so much space. It's like the government could just take out a huge swath of the desert and just bomb it all the time (laughs) for practice. (laughs) Just for practice. Just for shits and giggles. Yeah, It's like, oh, well, you need, you have never dropped this bomb before. We'll take it out and drop a fucking bomb. Like there's no place in the UK where they're probably doing that. Maybe. I don't know. 
Like, where would it be? I don't know. Probably over the ocean. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or I don't know. Scotland? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> just bump. No, let's be honest. It's Ireland. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Did we go across the border? Oops. Our bad. Um, no, you're right. And I, I do wonder if that adds to it. But like, there's just a certain, I don't know. It's like, it's almost like, it's like, okay, it's like there's a big fence and then you can actually like see into the fucking thing at, at the CCC and like some of these other places. And it's just kind of like, oh, all right. Yeah. And the best, the best thing about it is like the police show up and they're like, hey, what are you doing here? They're and like, it's just, they just are asking. Do you think that the ancient aliens, <laughs> the ancient aliens, people kind of like, well, you notice the camera cuts out. You don't really get the whole conversation. Like, and that's probably a trick of editing. That's what I was asking. Do you think it's an editing? Yeah, I think so. Do you think so. they actually get asked to leave and stop production? I think it's like, it makes a better story if they come up there and, yeah. you know, I'm sure that, you know, it's probably like they asked to go inside and they were like, no, you can't come inside. Film. No. And then they were probably like, okay. I mean, because it's not compelling footage to just stand outside. Because the it. Vice one, they stood outside and the police just came up and were like, hey, what are you guys doing here? And then just like, just stand around like oh okay now say they've left us alone because it's me and they know me and i'm already being watched by them if you were here alone it would have been a lot more rude well i guess to the ancient aliens well they do say this is private property yeah but we don't know in what context that was too because it's just the audio yeah who knows if that was a prompted response like wasn't this public land no, this is private property. Like that would be a lot less threatening than him just going, this is private property. Go away. Right, right, right. You know, we don't know. We don't have all the context. So I don't know. It just doesn't even feel like. It feels pretty anemic. Yeah. I got to be honest. Like overall. Yeah. I don't want to shit on, 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 you know, the UK. Even though we end up doing it a lot. I mean, we, we basically, every time we do. We appreciate our UK supporters. We do. And we, I mean, I wish, I wish bunk funkers of the world that we could tell you that we'll stop doing accents, but we're not going to, we're never going to, we can't to. help ourselves. <laughs> it's and fun. we know it's insulting because we do a bad job. And I mean, frankly, the whole podcast is insulting because we do a bad job, but you know what you UK listeners, you're a fun bunch. I'm yeah. going to say that you're a fun bunch. You probably don't give a fuck. You're willing to take the piss. You can take the piss and you can dish the piss back and we'll drink that piss up all day long, baby. You want to do... You want on our faces, golden up. showers, mm -hmm. Eiffel Towers. It'll be great. Piss on our faces, golden showers, Eiffel Towers. Drink your piss. <laughs> That's why we love you, UK supporters, because you guys are just, you know, you're... Uh, it's, like, it's like our Australian supporters. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Those motherfuckers shit post and talk shit more than anybody. Yeah. That's why they're great. Yeah. Fucking we fucking love all of it. We fucking love all of them. It's all these sensitive babies in the United States that are annoying. I mean, oh my God, people in the United States. Such a small percentage of our audience, but such a loud part of our audience. <laughs> oh my God, whining about everything. Oh, your American accents are terrible. <laughs> We know you guys are native Latvians. Just do your regular accents already. God. It's so obvious. No American in general would mispronounce so many American words. 
I mean, in in the defense of no, our, no two Americans would be so confrontationally adverse. You guys are not Americans. <laughs> the one one thing I will say in defense of our listeners in the USA is that I can understand why they're mad at us. Um, you know, we are Americans. We're from the USA, right? So, you know, by doing this podcast that people can listen to anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. um, we are in some ways representing the USA. I would say so. I can see why that would be insulting to some of our listeners from the USA that they don't want other people to think that they're like us. Yeah. They want people to understand that we're anomalies. <laughs> we are messed up sickos. Yeah, right. Um, and we shouldn't be allowed anywhere near any type of media. It's true. Uh, one day. Uh, but you know what? Nobody knows where the bunker's at. No. So we can keep doing this in perpetuity. I don't know, Andy. Should we get to verdicts here on Rudlow Mana? Let's do it. Let's do some verdicts. Okay, we're going to do it. Here we go. Um, You know what? I guess the thing is we're, we're kind of saying, did they recover an extraterrestrial craft? Was it stored at Rudlow Manor? Do they have um, extraterrestrial bodies? What do they have? Um, he's closed. Whoa. I think it's routine government operations. And I think that's the reason for the secrecy. Did they ever recover anything in the past, though? And it's maybe moved to a different site. Um, I don't know. I would say no, because I just generally don't believe that we've probably ever recovered an actual extraterrestrial craft wow. or body. Wow. Um, so I, that's probably case closed on that. But, you know, did they ever... It's like, obviously, it's you, you've got to be like, they did actually do UFO investigations there. Yeah. So, you know, they at one point, they did legitimately have files on UFO investigations and stuff like that. So, is it possible that they ever recovered a UFO? Yeah. Not an extraterrestrial craft, a UFO. Yeah, probably. Probably. But I don't know that that... UAPs exist. Yeah, I don't know that that fits the bill, though. You know what I mean? Nah, right. Uh, that's a fair verdict, Andy. And I don't even, I mean, I don't know if this is 100% true, but it feels like the UK government is more open or less. How do you feel? Um, than the US. Cause you have to submit a FOIA in the US to get certain things. I mean, obviously the, our government declassifies things, but I feel like it takes longer. Like the UK kind of putting out those 6,000 files or whatever from this area. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't I don't know. I actually think that the way I, I I'll be honest, I'm no expert on, you know, the government's tenor right on things and their openness, but um it it's almost been sort of portrayed that like the US government is actually kind of a leader really in this in terms of like you know, like now that there's been some Jeez. some acknowledgement that UAPs are a real thing. Some acknowledgement from eggheads. You know, more documents have been released. Like I yeah. think I think the MOD like dropping almost all of its files to the National Archives is kind of a big thing. Pretty big. Um, you know, because it shows it shows a lot of the story. And it's kind of the I think it's a lot of the same stuff that, you know, have been released in the US. So Okay. I don't know that it's, I think it's probably comparable. I don't know which one is like more open wow. or not. 
to be honest with you. Incredible. Um, fair enough. Uh, I think there's more. I mean, we talked about this with our pal, uh, Jacob Carson. That's right. We did. Um, I think that there's more, I don't know. I, I tend to agree with Jacob that I think that like people in the U S seem to be more interested in it. You know what I mean? Like as a overall, it's, it's, it's it, more of a thing here than it is in the UK. Yeah, I, I guess maybe. I mean, the UK has some strange stuff going on and, uh, you know, with, they obviously they have fucking Stonehenge and some weird anomalies and things like that. But yeah, yeah, I, I think aliens are a little bit more ingrained in American society for sure, because yeah. we kind of have a lot of the, I mean, the big, the big of the heavy hitters. Boswell, yeah. we have Area 51. Yeah. Right, Pat. You have you have the atomic bomb coming out. You know, you got like a lot of different, you know, different things. So yeah, I think and I think two different cultures are differently yeah, like interested in this kind of stuff. We like, did talk about that with Jacob as well. I think more, some cultures are more likely to just go like, oh, well, that doesn't that's too far fetched. Like I don't want to I don't care about that. That's so interesting to me. I, I would love to continue that discussion one day. Pick apart British society. <laughs> really just take it to town. Just, just tear it down to the studs just and see what's in there. Yeah. Really get to the root of it all. Park life. Um, so, fair enough. I, I think I'm going to go with... Yeah. Give you a plausible quark okay tiny little tiny little shred of you know, plausibility but, ugh, it's 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 mostly government files in a data center it's very boring it's not as cool as you think but it is confidential there is that data files are important data security is important um and those 18 files that they wouldn't let back it's like that's very interesting to me what yeah that stuff yeah you know, yeah, no, I totally probably agree some with you. secret military thing that they were doing there, probably some testing or something likewise or whatever. Um, well, you know, it's that thing with our government. It's like they'll release stuff and then they'll redact a bunch of stuff that they don't want you to actually see. Right. So you end up getting a FOIA and then it's like, <laughs> yeah, two sentences. Some of it is redacted. So, I mean, it's yeah. I think it's kind of the same thing where it's like. You know, this was sort of portrayed on ancient aliens, the act of taking these back as like being an unprecedented move that like. They were really, and I don't know if that's true or not. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's again, like another TV thing to like sell the drama of the situation, but regardless, I wonder regardless, it's interesting yeah. that they would do that. I, I tend to agree with you. Like sometimes like the conspiracy, we talk about this a lot. Yeah. Not as much recently, but sometimes the conspiracy is just a mundane conspiracy. It's a conspiracy, but it's not very exciting. It's just that, right. Oh, this was a secret project. We don't want people to know about. Yeah. And past, I mean, and it's it has implications for what we do today, so we don't want people to see it. True, and uh, that's that's hundred percent true, and uh, that's that's usually like that's why the thing that it's it's like the idea of like it actually being aliens would be so much more fun and probably like yes, make you would feel better about it. Like it's yeah. like oh, they are they're just experimenting on aliens. They're not like they're not like processing like surveillance data from CCTV cameras and like fucking doing some weird shit with that that they're now doing today to survey people or like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's way more, it's like sinisterly boring. Right. It's just sort of like, Oh, we're just tracking 
more people and stealing their data and just keeping eyes and tabs <laughs> yeah, and things. And yeah, like, this is this is all part of our how we're keeping tabs on everybody in yeah. the UK and or, or you know, you know like doing boring shit that's like you know oh yeah ensuring that people who bought in the whole GameStop and AMC thing can't actually play that game. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like it's like boring shit like that is like real life conspiracies. Whereas like if it was like no, it's actually fucking aliens, dude. It's like that would be. Thank God. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. A lot of get a lot gets made by made of urban explorers by this part in the underground tunnels where there's this red door, there's cameras, and it's locked, and it's like the bunker, the Burlington bunker, is on the other side. Well, if the Burlington bunker is supposed to be decommissioned, why is this door locked? Why can you not go in it? It's like there's not why, why are there cameras on it? It's like. I don't know. They're probably using it for something else. Like it does. It's not, it's not being used as a fucking bunker anymore, but they probably have put some other shit in it and they just don't want people to walk in and start messing around with things. Right. It's like, it's like you could come to my house and my door is locked and you start going, what's he fucking hiding in there? And it's like, I just don't want you to come in and start messing with stuff. And your treasures. Yeah. My treasures. I collect things from the dumps and And precious memories. Yeah. Precious memories, precious moments. Um, I've I got a whole line of the uh, erotic version of Precious Moments. Um, these are the ones where it's like adults, very clearly adults. Okay, but you know they have those same like humongous eyes yeah. and sort of like sad, confused faces of the children, but they've just got like big old boobies and huge swanging ding dongs, and you know. They reenact, you know, you can fit them together in a bunch of different positions uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah, it's you know what? It's good that you keep your door locked. No one needs to go see that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> my neighbors public. have asked me that I don't open my door at all. Yeah, or your windows or anything. Yeah. Anyway, Bugfuckers, those were our verdicts on Rudlow Manor. Let us know what you think. Use the hashtag. Oh, Fuck, I had one in mind earlier, and I was like, remember this, and then I fucking forgot it. Hasht- oh, no, I remembered it. Uh, hashtag gold bond foot cream. <laughs> Call back from deep in the episode. <laughs> hashtag gold bond foot cream. Let's try and get the people at gold bond to retweet us. Yeah, let's do it. Um... Um, gold bond foot cream and let us know what you yeah. think on Rudlow Manor. Email us, mrbunkerpod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at mrbunkerpod, YouTube at mrbunkerpod. Uh, and if you feel so inclined, you have the means to do so. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash mrbunkerpod. Two extra episodes a month. Discord, monthly newsletter. All the shit that I'm forgetting. Uh, and merch, of course. Uh, we have merch now. Uh, snag a t-shirt, sweater, a jumper. No, don't snag it. Buy them. Yeah, well, yes, you have to purchase them. And then be them. careful. Don't snag them because you could tear them. That's true. They're well made, but, you know, yeah. I mean, don't push your luck. I mean, like right. anything, it can be eventually destroyed. You can destroy anything if you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially relationships. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Bucker's Conspiracy Time. Oh, oh, com forward slash merch. <laughs> Andy, anything else? Um, you know, I do think that it is fair that we could ask, should our governments have so much secrecy around things or should they be more open? I think that's a fair question. And I think that the Rudlow Manor site is a perfect like example of that where people feel like, hey, 
be a little on? more transparent about what's going on here. And yeah. then it, it alleviates a lot of questions. Well, I don't think there's any more questions left to answer for us because for not the titular Mr. Bunker, but for my, your, my, your, oh, Standy Hart. I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Well, that's a rock good episode, isn't it? Hey there! I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.